what is good, fam? We are back with another episode of R&B. Hi, everyone. How's everyone doing? Um, we are on day who knows what of quarantine, but you know, we're still here. We still thriving. We still trying. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Making it through the day. Yes. So this week we are joined with my friend Sandra and uh, we are going to be getting into some juicy topics. But before that, we wanted to move something that we usually do at the end of the show to the front. <laughs> so what is that, Brittany? So we just wanted to remind you guys to go on to Apple Podcasts and Spotify and give us five stars and leave a review and tell your friends about us because we want to spread the word and get more people on the show. Yes, for sure. And we want to reach out to you guys. Like I said, always, if you guys want to be a part of the show, inbox us. We always have our inbox open and we're down to collaborate. But like yeah. I said, my friend Sandra has joined us today. What's up, Sandra? Hello, hello. Thanks for having me, guys. I'm super excited of to, course. you know, utilize our quarantine time and share some fun uh, <laughs> life topics. Yes, for sure, for sure. So <laughs> me and Sandra work together at a restaurant that is currently closed because quarantine. But other than that, Sandra, tell the people a little bit about yourself. Well, here I am, uh, 32 years old, young female in Orlando, Florida. Um, definitely doing a lot of what? <laughs> fine. Fine. Oh, thank you. <laughs> but, you know, so trying to, you know, scope out the scene. I'm like, I've always loved hearing your guys' podcast. So I'm really thankful that you guys decided to let me be a guest and, you know, just kind of talk to the people about life stuff. You know, we got time on quarantine and yeah. yeah, for sure, for sure. So speaking of quarantine, how we always get the show started, how's your guys' week been? What have we been doing to keep ourselves entertained during these crazy freaking times, man? Um, well, besides wrestling with unemployment, I'm having Ozark withdrawals currently. Um, I finished that last week. I think I mentioned that. And yeah, I haven't started a new show because I'm like sad about <laughs> not having any more episodes left and probably because of quarantine we're not gonna have episodes for a long time <laughs> i told you that you need to start watching black lightning that i shit, know that shit's fire but um i started i started ozark but i the first season is not that like you know when you start watching a show and it makes you want to binge it ozark's yeah. not that like <laughs> i agree i'm like Sorry. i'm like uh, like i've watched like maybe two or three episodes and like everybody's been raving about it but i'm like when does it get to that point when does it get I to the feel, point where it's like, I want to watch it? Yeah, I feel like you're either on the side where the first season is really slow and then the second season, it speeds up for you. But I, the entire time, was just really impressed with it. So I don't know why, but you're either on one side or the other. But I would keep pushing through because it gets real juicy. <laughs> what about you, Sandra? What have you been doing? Um, you know, it sounds really bad. I feel like I'm totally opposite spectrums on the rest of the world with binge watching anything. I did get into the Tiger King because I had to oh, understand yeah. what all these yeah. memes are because yeah. I'm Carol a meme Bass, therapist. Man. Yes. <laughs> I was like, what is this? I need to I need to be able to laugh at these memes because there's therapy for me because laughing yeah. is the best medicine. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I've really honestly been staying busy. I do have an online business so I can utilize that to, you know, still entertain and make some money yeah. and mm -hmm. i've been socializing been on facetime more than i ever have in my whole freaking life <laughs> and you know just trying to stay working out and all the things yeah but you sure. know some days are better than others i'm not perfect i've had some really lame days too where i'm just like man what is going on yeah i've been trying to like work out just to like keep my sleep schedule man like because otherwise i'll i'll be up till like so what, what's what's been happening <laughs> lately is that I've been falling asleep early by accident at like nine or ten, and then at three o'clock in the morning, I'm just up and I'm like, "Okay, well now what?" And then like you stay up from like I'll be up from like three to six, and then take another nap, and then like it's just everything's fucked up all the time. See, I've just been staying up all night. Mm -hmm. Like I usually am a person who needs some type of caffeine, so whether it's like green tea, matcha, coffee, something like that. But I have so much energy now that we're not doing anything. And so I can stay up literally all night. Like last night, I went to bed at 4.30, forcing myself to go to bed. Jesus so, yeah. I'm with you. Yeah, that's really. not good. And I get really, I just get so entertained by everything late at night. So <laughs> it's like <laughs> it's a real big problem. <laughs> One indulging thing I've done that I know a lot of the world has been on is that freaking TikTok. I oh really did get in a scroll hole yeah. of that nonsense. I one night spent from, uh, I think I, the same thing as Robert, woke up at three o'clock in the morning and I stayed up till 9 a.m. scrolling oh that God. damn TikTok. 
I was like, Whoa. I just did like a full shift of like work. <laughs> it's How a dark, dark hole, man. It's a dark, dark hole. Yeah, I started to learn some of the TikTok dances and I'm like, wow, who am I? I never thought I'd be here. And they take a really long time to yeah. learn. Mm-mm. I'm like over and over again. It's like stuck in my head. I'm like, well, I got to get off this shit. Mm, yeah. yeah. It's, but it's definitely, really there, cool. definitely there to ruin your life. <laughs> yeah but i'm not gonna lie they if you can get your al- algorithm like set in a way of like content that you're interested in there's a wide variety it's not just the dancing there's some good stuff out there but yeah. you know it's just it's just weird because lately like tiktok has been there's so much like good stuff on it but then there's also like the oh. bullshit you know like the those two kids that were just in the news recently it was like these two white kids in the middle of like oklahoma or some bullshit like that and they were doing one of those TikToks. I don't know if you guys seen it, where like they'll add water and they'll be like, oh yeah, you add some of this, you add some of that. So then they were adding it, but they were talking about like black people. And they're <gasps> like, oh yeah, no. they, you like, you like don't have a father. They added like the water. Oh yeah, you like fried chicken. They added the water. And then what? like the funny part is, is that it's TikTok. So it's not one of those things that is just going to go away. So everyone saw it. They made it viral. Their school expelled them. The Whoa. college that they were that, that like they were planning on going to did not allow them to go anymore. It's like you did all that for what? You know, was dumb, it worth dumb, it? Dumb. Yeah. Good. Get out. Oh my god, that's horrible. Yeah. yeah, fucking stupid. But anyway, so this week's episode is gonna be one of those great episodes that everybody likes. We're gonna be talking about relationship shit. Because oh, <laughs> that's what everybody likes to talk about. <laughs> so Sandra, we're gonna let you take the reins on this one because this is your episode. So explain to us what it is that you're you're gonna be talking about. Well, feel free. This is my first podcast to jump yes, in. Yes, we got you. And, we got and, you. Don't yeah, worry. Yeah, got tell you. me the things. But yeah, essentially, I decided 2020 was going to be my year. I'm going to make changes, live my best life. Well, guess what? You know, this whole quarantine really effed up everything. But I decided after seven years, uh, I think it was time to leave my fiance. Like, I did all the things. And I'm like, this is what you're supposed to do in adulthood, blah, 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 blah. And then I was like, nope, I'm done. So I broke up with him, like pretty much right after the holidays. He didn't really accept it. So then we made it like more official in beginning of January. And we just sat in this freaking limbo. We we own a home. So that was like the biggest reason why we were in limbo. I moved out into the second bedroom because that's where my bed was from before us being together. And um, yeah, now we're still stuck here together because it's quarantine. So I just think that I think you brought up a lot of interesting things. So I guess I like the but my only question would be like, I guess, how did it start? And you know, like most of the time when people like get engaged, it's like a one, one year type of thing. And it's like, wham, bam. And then they're like married. So why do you think you were in like that, like limbo, you know, like that stuck area and how did it start? You know, when you, how'd you guys meet all that type of shit? So um, how we met, do you want me to start there? I mean, sure. like, it's not <laughs> back that... all the way back seven years. Yeah. It's not <laughs> the coolest story, but it kind of is cute. Uh, my best friend from fifth grade, Irene, I with her here in Orlando and she was a hostess and knew him. Um, and she was like, you should meet my friends. So we did. It took us a while to finally like really kind of make things work. But as soon as we started hanging out, it was like, let's do it. We started hanging out. After six months, we moved in together in an apartment. We lived four years in that apartment. And we're like, well, let's try being adult and buy a house and do all these things. And I got my real estate license. I learned all about the things, bought the house. But I always had like a gut feeling that I was making like a sketchy ass decision. And for Mm -hmm. all the people listening out there, when your gut is speaking to you, freaking listen to it because your brain and your gut are going to tell you what to do. That's right. And the middleman, the heart, absolutely not like not a good decision maker. So that I unfortunately decided to be like, oh, let me just listen to my heart. We'll do it together, even though I could have got this freaking house by myself. But yeah. I was like, we'll figure it out. Did the house. Because I didn't really care. Everyone's like, when are you guys going to get engaged? I'm like, I don't, I can't live in a ring. I need yeah. to live in a house. Like, no, don't, I don't need a ring. Yeah. Like, I'm that good. Makes sense. Yeah. I understand yeah. commitment. Like, if I'm going to be with you, I'm going to be with you. So we got the house, all the things. Um, then, you know, he brought the ring out. And I was like. He knows how I am and not going to lie, I really did not enjoy the way I was being proposed to, but it was okay. Like I could look past that. I was like, whatever, minor details. Yeah. But I never was ever, ever excited to get married. And all my friends were like, "Mm, that's a red flag. And so, yeah, then I decided when I was by myself, I actually had got to travel Europe 
and grab my grandparents from there. And I was by myself traveling. It really gave me some time to self-reflect and realize like what I want, what I don't want. Mm-hmm. And you got to make moves now, you know, like stick, like settling and stringing things along is not healthy for anybody. And he's a good person. I have nothing bad to say about him, but sometimes you have to leave good for great. So how long were you guys engaged before you made the decision to break up? Um, This year. She's the one who made the, she's the one who made the decision. Yeah. (laughs) Awkward. So awkward. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So yeah, I don't feel like he saw it coming, even though we had talked about reevaluating everything, but I want to say it was two years. Okay, so you're engaged for a good while. What do you feel like was the turning point to where you were just like, was it just when you were in Europe and you were just like, I can't do this anymore because you just saw more of the world and you're like, I need to do more of this before I like settle down? Or was it just specifically like him? Like I want, I could still be in a relationship, just not with this person. So a little bit of both. Um, Like my family's from Europe, so Mm -hmm. I actually hadn't been to Portugal in seven years as long as I've been my whole life and a lot of it the reason I think was because of him so there were some aspects that I was just like I can't be with somebody like this for the rest of my life like yes you're great but you don't have all the things that I'm willing to like compromise with to be together forever because forever is a long time yeah oh yeah I just know that like whenever you whenever you first told me this like at first I was like I was like shocked like I said, you don't really hear it. You don't really hear about people who had gotten so far into that engagement and then, like, you know, decided to call it off. But I guess, like, I want to open the conversation up to something, like, bigger. Like, you know, in terms of, like, not just looking at your situation. But I think it, like, goes to show that, like, society is, itself puts so much pressure on, like, because you're, like, in your 30s and you're a girl. So, mm-hmm. like, obviously, you're supposed to be wanting to settle down. You're supposed to be get ready to want to have a kid. But it's, like, okay, you, you're, you were down those steps. You were doing all those things that still didn't make you happy that still didn't make you like you know feel like fulfilled in life and it's like it's crazy because you would think that you know you probably see that you people were probably following you on instagram oh my god they're so happy their couple goals they're this they're that and it's like you never really know what's going on Mm -hmm. behind somebody else's phone you don't know what's going on in like real life and it's like who are we actually living for to make happy you know like are we making all these people who are taking looking at our pictures on instagram happy are we like doing it for ourselves because it's like you could have went and you could have continued and you could have done that because that's the that's the easier thing to do. Mm-hmm. And then that would have put you in a position where it's like, OK, well, now I have a kid and now we have oh to find out how it's like, you know, like it's just I, I'm really proud of you for being oh. able to like go against the grain and be like, you know, I'm not going to do this just because everybody else wants me exactly. to. Exactly. And that was really the hardest part. I think going to Europe made me ready to pull the trigger because obviously I didn't that wasn't like the turning moment, I guess, in a sense. It was just like this is the turning moment to pull the trigger. But like, I had been thinking about like, can I really live with someone like this forever? Can I really do this forever? Every, you know, all the pressures of family, like we're all so intertwined. It was a lot, but I was like, you know what? Like, if I don't do it now, what the freak? You know, I don't want to be like 50 years old and be like, I wasted my life. I did all these stupid things when I could have like just made a simple decision right now. And yeah, yeah. And I feel like that happens so often to where people get married to people that they're not a hundred percent sure about or they're not ready for that, you know, moment in their life. And then they end up, yeah, being middle-aged, like 50 years old. And then that's when you see, like, the grandmas in the club trying to pick up all the young guys to, like, relive their youth that they missed out on because they felt, like, a societal pressure of, well, I mean, I guess I should get married because I'm, you know, 32 years old and I don't have any kids and my biological clock is ticking. When in reality, you just be like, in a miserable relationship for your entire youth and you never get that shit back um yeah that's and it's especially intense because you guys were together for so long you know so i'm sure like at that point everyone was like oh they're for sure gonna like be together forever yeah. seven years is so long you know exactly and but and everyone always says there's that seven year itch and the 10 year itch and you have to like make a decision and listen to your gut when it comes down to it because mm-hmm. you can't like, you have to live your life for yourself making other people happy and all that stuff just it was just wasn't fulfilling I was just like no I'm not doing this just because of what everyone else thinks and says I'm gonna once again go against the grain do it while I'm still young and fun and fine and your words and all the things so (laughs) like shit let's get this done I don't have time you know like yeah do you feel like do you feel like you're like 
perspective on like relationships have changed now? Like, like say, like, like, are you, would you say you're like looking to be in one of those, like something like that again, in terms of getting engaged, getting married, all that stuff. Cause obviously you were so close to all that. So would you, are you willing to like go down that road again? I, yes, but I don't, there's a time frame. I honestly don't really have like a big desire for marriage. I don't really understand or feel that it creates any value. I understand it does solidify mm-hmm. a commitment, but in the same sense, it's like, why, unless you're going to have children, I don't really find a reason to get married. And that the real only reason why I bring up children is to, you know, for tax purposes, basically. Yeah. And I just feel like if I understand that people feel like, okay, if I have a marriage, then this solidifies my relationship with this person. But if someone wants to leave, they can leave. There's nothing stopping them. Like I can be married to someone and I can still walk out the fucking door mm-hmm. and never come back. Do you know what I mean? Like, there's of course like legal obligations tying me to them if I were to like try to get married or you know do certain things but I'm like if someone's gonna be with you they're gonna be with you regardless of if you're married or not and the marriage is honestly just putting pressure on your relationship because I'm kind of like in the same boat as you to where I am not someone who feels like marriage is like a necessary thing I don't think it makes your relationship any better or stronger than my relationship just because you guys decided to sign some papers you know exactly owning a house I swear to god is like the same thing as being married like we are going through it like we're not agreeing so same thing it's like going through a divorce you gotta bring the legal system into Mm -hmm. it who knows what's gonna happen but yeah it's just too much to like no I'm not interested but I do. Yeah. So how it was, how has that experience been like the whole house thing? Cause I know that's a whole nother like can of worms. Oh my God, it's horrible. But uh, <laughs> I can't imagine living with my ex. Yeah. It's what super annoying. Good thing. Like we're on cool terms, but I really do feel bad. Cause sometimes I think he feels like there's hope on me. Like just getting over this phase. I'm like, I don't think you get it. Like this isn't just a phase. Like when women are mentally checked out, Usually their mind Mm -hmm. goes first and then the body goes next. And that's, I was totally mentally checked out for like a long time for about like a long time, like six months type of thing, like totally done. But, you know, I finally made the decision and I, you know, it shocked him. So he did have some hope, but, and it's crazy because after I did it and I started talking about it, I attracted like so many other female stories that they could relate with me. And I was like, oh my God, I've never got to talk to anybody about this. And it was really touching in a way, you know, like some people would be like, oh my God, I'm so sorry you guys broke up. I'm like, I broke up with him. Why are you telling me you're sorry? Mm -hmm. And then other people are like, congratulations. I'm so happy for you. I'm like, yes, that is the response (laughs) I'm looking for because it's not easy to like just walk away from something that's comfortable, but nothing comes, nothing good comes out of your comfort zone. So I knew that like me just staying in this situation because I was comfortable wasn't going to make me happy in the long run. And it it wouldn't be fair. For anybody yeah absolutely yeah. so how long have you guys been broken up now well since january essentially oh, okay mm-hmm. how did he take it like how does that conversation go like hey just got back from europe um i want to break up <laughs> <laughs> well i got back the europe trip was actually in september but then i decided i was like okay well i have to wait after the holidays i know that sounds really fucked up but i did i was like i'm not no, trying to cause yeah. we have divorced parents like holidays are already a shit show to begin with and then adding a breakup i was like nah i ain't gonna be that that heartless so i decided to wait till the 28th of december mm-hmm. and we we're actually on our way to do some shopping and i was like yeah so i don't want to get married or have kids and i know you do so i don't want to hold you back anymore and he's like what and we're in the car like had to talk about it and then he had to go to work and then he just never talked about it again just pretending like that conversation never happened so I was like okay this is awkward let's just carry on yeah and sounds like sounds like he was just like probably in like denial yeah as in like you know obviously she's saying this but maybe she's she's not thinking straight maybe she's just speaking out of emotion Mm -hmm. which is like a no which is like a pretty much guy thing to do you know like obviously that's something that's not only emotional for you, but also could be very emotional for him. Mm-hmm. And as, again, as a guy who's not really good at showing his emotions, it's like to have something like that, like, you know, come out of, not out of, not out of nowhere. Cause like you said before, there were signs and you were, you were giving him signs of talking about it, but to like have it approach you at a time that like you weren't expecting it 
the first thing that you that you're like your reaction is that you're like clam up and be like, okay, well, let's just not do this right now. Like, like, if I just you know don't talk about it again, we'll just like move yeah. past it. Like it didn't yeah. happen. never happened. <laughs> she was just you know she was pmsing. Like the period was coming on. She didn't mean it. We're still married. We're getting married. Oh my god! And you know what's so funny? It sounds crazy, but I don't know why he is actually the more emotional one in our relationship. And I'm, I was more kind of like the stern, like whatever one. And everyone would always be like, God, when you talk about your problems, like you sound like the guy and he sounds like the girl, like he's pretty good at communicating and being emotional. So it was really funny that he didn't even bring it up. And I was like, okay, fine. And then we revisit the conversation beginning of January. I told him I was going out. He's like, Oh, I want to come with you. I'm like, uh, you never wanted to come out before. You're not coming out now. I'm going with my friends yeah. that are in town. No. And by the way, we're done. And yeah, then it was a long conversation. Oh yeah, I can imagine. <laughs> I could I could tell before like when I was talking to you that you were like past it just because, like I said, when you like start talking to somebody about something like this that's so like deep and like sensitive, you expect a certain amount of like touchiness, you know, mm-hmm. like to like to like kind of like tiptoe and like handle this uh, situation sensitively but there was none of that like you 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 made sure that I was like you, you know I'm not I'm not there that point is not where I'm at so I could tell that like like you said you were already passing like through it but it's just like I'm sure I think of like putting myself in that situation just because I don't know if you know but I'm not a huge like relationship person I've probably been in like two relationships my whole entire life One? Not something that <laughs> not something Same. that I do you know I'm not like jumping around from person mm-hmm. to person but it's just not it's just not who I am. And it just takes, I, like, when I meet somebody and I'm, like, want to get to that level, I want to know that person. Mm-hmm. And I feel like our our generation is just so big on, like, let me just swipe with all the options. And, like, like oh, there's somebody over here. There's somebody over there. I got this one over. Like, you know, it's just so many, so many options that I'm just, like, what, like, how does, how does anybody even focus on anything, and you know? I totally agree yeah. because I was the same way. Like, I was always single. So, I honestly feel like, and I told him told him this a million times, like this was a learning experience. Like I never was really in a long-term relationship. So I felt like I needed to learn a lot of this crapola that goes into it and get a feel yeah. for it. And so what do you, what do you, what do you feel like you did learn for people who like, you know, like me who haven't been in a long relationship? Well, like I said you know? in the beginning, like always listen to your gut and your brain, like make sure you're not being so emotionally driven with your decisions and your thoughts because it just gets you into trouble to begin with. And, um, you know, don't be, don't worry about what other people have to say or do. Like my parents had a lot of like mixed emotions through it all, which was kind of annoying. Um, like they're supportive obviously in the end, cause you know, with whatever I decide, but that generation is so used to like tradition. Like, this is what you do. Why are you messing things up? Like you had everything going for you. And I'm like, no, like, this is my life. This is my choice. Like, you're not living my life for me. So do what makes you happy. And don't worry about what other people say or think because they're not living their lives for you. You know, only Mm -hmm. you can live your life. Absolutely. Don't be afraid because you never know. What is the dynamic between you two now that you guys have been broken up for like what three, four months and you guys are still living under the same roof? That must be like interesting. It, yeah, least, right? it sure is. I mean, so our anniversary was in January too, like shortly after the breakup yeah. and he already booked a hotel and stuff. And I was like, hey, let me give you money. I'll go there by myself and chill or, you know, because he couldn't cancel it, whatever. And he's like, no, please, let's just do one more trip for us. So we did. And, you know, we got romantic, even though I didn't want to. I was just like, uh, but, you know, I was like, whatever. And mm-hmm. so then I was like, all right, that's it. We're done as soon as we got home. And then, you know, since quarantine happened, then I went on my, my sprees. I was out a lot, meeting new people and doing all the things that I wanted to do. I literally, that was one of the biggest things I had planned for this year was, doing all the things that I wanted to do for the past seven years that he was a hater on. So like I made travels, I got some tattoos. I um, just, I, I got some filler, you know, just whatever it is. Like I just, there were not things that he had any reason to be against it, but he was just so against it for whatever reason. That's another thing. Like let people live their lives. Like trying to control other people and their decisions is only going to push people away. So that's how yeah. I felt. And yeah, with the quarantine there, we're pretty cool. Like we we always got along. So 
it was fine. But yeah, there might have been some slip ups in the romantic situ department. You know, like when I say romantic, I mean <laughs> hooking up. But there's definitely no romance whatsoever. And try to keep it cool and concise as possible. You know. Yeah. So do you feel you feel like when you're with him for that seven years, you're just repressing kind of who you were as a person in order to be in a successful relationship? Yes, girl. You fucking nailed it. That's so kind of how I felt. <laughs> Dude, I've been suppressing so much of me. I'm like, this is not cool. This is not right. Like, I'm way like out there. And then he would be such a hater on my ways. And I was like, no, I don't have time for this. I'm yeah, not, that's not. Yeah, fun. there's like one of my favorite quotes from Sex and the City, like. It's like, I don't want to be tamed. I want someone to run wild with me. You know, like, don't tame me. Like, just love me exactly, for who I am. Exactly, because there's always those, yeah, there's always those relationships where, let's say, like, the girl is going to go out, like, downtown with her girls. And, of course, the guy's going to throw a fit about mm-hmm. it and give her a hard time. But, like, I have friends or at least probably just one friend in a relationship that it's so healthy to the point where we went out one night and she was so drunk that we had to pull over off of the highway so she could throw yeah. up in like a TGI Friday's parking lot. And she FaceTimed him while it was happening and he thought it was just funny. Like, I feel yeah. like any other guy would have been like, oh my God, why are you acting like that? I can't believe you got sloppy, this and that. But he was like cheering her on and just like being positive about it and they were just laughing together and I'm like wow that's what a healthy relationship looks like because anyone would expect him to be upset exactly and aren't relationships supposed to be like oh you make me want to be a better person you make me you know and all that and I felt like all he wanted to do was like rain on my parade or just I it made me not want to be a better person I was like I gotta get out of here like I can't do this like and I'm like I just think that, uh, like, this is why it's so important for people to, like, deal with their shit before they get into situations like this. Just because nine times out of ten, whenever somebody reacts like that, it's because something happened, you know? Like, and it might not be, like, you that did it. It might not be, like, you know, like, that energy might be misdirected. Mm-hmm. But something happened that they didn't deal with. And because they just swept it under the carpet, then, like, now that something, now that that situation that's coming up that's very similar... It's like, it's like having a scab, but then like pulling the scab off. So before it's finished healing, you're, you're scratching it off already. Somebody's, or not even you, that person is causing that reaction. And you, because you didn't deal with what you needed to deal with, you're like, you know, it's just a visceral, like, why are you doing this? You know, instead of like being like, okay, well, why, why am I reacting like this? You know? Yeah. Like he's putting past. He's taking um, emotion from past mm-hmm. situations that might have happened with other people and then putting it on you because he's like, I don't want to run into that same situation. But of course, that's not fair because you're different from anyone else that he's ever dated. And so is he. So it's like you can't apply the same uh, rules or emotions to situations when it's not the same person. You're always going to have the same like outcome if you're always reacting the same way to situations, you know, like anger and just like yelling and all of that shit is just never a good way to to reach out to someone and get them to understand like where you're coming from especially when it's something that you want to do to your own body like get a tattoo or you know get filler or whatever like why the fuck do you care exactly and those are boundaries that's another like advice that i was told and throwing out to all the people out there you know set your boundaries like stay strong to like what you believe in and what you want because having someone try to direct you is just not healthy and that should be a red flag. Mm -hmm. There's always people in relationships that I see that somebody is trying to control the other person or just do like subtle passive aggressive things that you can tell it's more of like a controlling behavior. Like why do you not want to spend all your time with me or why don't I have the password to your phone? It's like, you only want those things because you want to control me because you're afraid of what I may do, which is just like toxic. And I think it comes from a place of insecurity, you know, like of course we all have our insecurities, but being able to like face it and just putting the trust out there, you know, it is what it is. is like super important. Yeah, for me, I mean, like, I guess we could, like, get into, like, some of our own insecurities. I know that me personally, when I, like, I'm in, like, a relationship situation, I can be, like, very, like, jealous. It's not even that it's, like, something that I'm, like, mm-hmm. trying to do. It just comes out of, like, a instinctual type of thing. And then at the same time, like, from me, this is speaking from a guy's aspect to you girls, like, 
girls will do the whole like oh ha 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 like I'm gonna talk to this guy just to make you jealous mm-hmm. and it's like to me that that like is breeding the toxicity that you don't want you know because obviously like nobody wants nobody wants to be with somebody who's extremely jealous nobody wants that but of course like you want to you want to show that that person like cares for you but it's like don't pull out those type of toxic traits because that's that's creating a cut and a scar that doesn't need to be there instead of you yeah. being like i want you to show me more attention i want you to go out with me i want you to like you know instead of saying things like that like don't don't try to you know make me jealous because when it works then it's a problem Well, I feel like things like that happen in relationships where one or both parties are just emotionally unavailable or just emotionally immature because, I mean, I had experiences like that when I was younger in different relationships, but... I like in my current relationship, we there is no jealousy. Like things like that don't happen because we're both emotionally mature and we know why we're here in this relationship. And there's just no reason to do that. Like he can go hang out with girls and text girls, whatever. I don't care because I trust him. I believe that he won't do anything because he has like a good head on his shoulders and he has experience with other relationships that it just shows that if you bring jealousy into it, then you don't have trust. And then if you don't have trust, what is your relationship? So that's all about emotional maturity and things like that can only be achieved while you're single. And so if someone's doing that to you or you feel like you need to do that to someone, you should probably be single for a little bit. Definitely. And I've always heard the saying, like, you got to be happy with yourself to be happy with others. So that wasn't, you mm-hmm. know, like work on yourself. How's your, how's your, how's your yeah, experience been with the whole I, dating thing now that you're like back? You know, like obviously you've had a uh good question Robert I mean to be (laughs) honest like for instance I'm not really trying to date and have a long-term relationship to be real I would just like to have a reliable fuck friend slash somebody cool to hang out with whatever the case may be whatever arises that's fine um so I went out there into the world and you know it's just a nice recycling bin of all these guys everybody's already hooked up with everyone's just hooking up with everybody especially if you go downtown um which was what i was doing yeah. i live nearby yeah. uh and then i decided well since quarantine's happening i'm not gonna go meet all these boys anymore or men guys whatever there's a whole variety pack out there <laughs> um let me uh try a dating app so yeah online dating's terrible i don't like it face-to-face person I don't like small talk. I don't like, you know, like texting and some are weird and some are distant. You know, it's just so hard to like vibe out people. Um, But I did kind of find somebody recently that I might go meet up with later or just like engage with, like with social distancing, like, (laughs) you know, so it's it's interesting. I, I don't know. Like I was never really good at dating before Jason anyways. I was single for like seven years prior. Like I had like some flings, but yeah, it's crazy world, and now I understand why everyone bitches about it. Yeah, it's just it's just that like, <laughs> like I said, I, sometimes I feel like I was just dropped into like the wrong fucking generation, just because things just aren't. It's not normal. Like this is not how normal people interact with each other. You know, like being able to judge somebody just at like a swipe, and like just like you said, with the whole like dating app thing, like you have to like message somebody and then like wait two hours, and then like you know if you message back too quick, then it's like. And yeah, I hate that. For for me, it's like, oh, it makes yeah, you seem exactly. like you're desperate. For me, like, from our, from my guys' aspect, talking to like a girl, it's like I feel like it's a lot more like difficult, just because girls. I can guarantee Sandra can go on her phone, swipe right, maybe like five, six times. Five out of those six guys have swiped right too, because that's just that's just the way it is. So, mm-hmm. like, as I I think the experience for a girl on a dating app to a guy on a dating app totally different. Yeah, well, I mean, like I said, I haven't been on a dating app in quite a while, but same as Sandra, like, I just hate small talk because every conversation is the same because they're like, hey, 
and you're like hey what's up and they're like oh nothing what about you oh nothing <laughs> like what the fuck are we talking about and then it's like obviously in order to get to know someone you have to kind of get past that small talk phase but how do you get past that nine times out of ten it's not gonna go past that and then it's just like the same conversation over and over again and they're like hey you want to come like hook up you want to hang out and i'm like <laughs> uh blocked <laughs> <laughs> like don't talk to me please but yeah i haven't been on there in a long time so i don't know what is going on now with quarantine all i know is that a lot of my friends have been telling me about how their exes have been sliding back into their dms because everyone's on quarantine and bored and they have an opportunity to i guess try to reconnect with everyone so not everyone's coming back out of the it's woodwork true, though <laughs> everyone's super thirsty really and horny and all these things like I literally just saw like a meme about it today it was like oh girls in quarantine you're either horny or depressed or ride or they can't decide if they want to ride or die I'm like that's hilarious (laughs) 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 but and it's funny because like on the apps like I honestly just I do enjoy the swiping part like to see who's out there in the world like kind of kind of gives you a little hope if you're in the dating world and obviously the first step and when you're dating somebody is to be attracted to them. Yeah. So I understand like you can't really judge off pictures, but at the same sense, you can kind of get the feel for it. But then, yeah, mm-hmm. then the small talk part shit. And mm-hmm. I'm like, I gotta go. Like, I don't have time yeah. for this. Yeah. Like it's nice. I feel like <laughs> when I was on the dating apps, it was like a mm-hmm. little boost of confidence whenever you're just like kind of bored and you have nothing like you're single, single and you go on there. And of course, like all these guys are like, just like gassing you up being like oh my god you're so pretty all this shit but then i would they would like try to lead the conversation into something else and i was like "Eh, next (laughs) like i don't it was just something to pass the time which is like ideal right now i think that like as a guy i've given out the advice to any guys out there i think that like the way like you have to approach it is you guys are right the small talk so i think that you need to either cut that out and then just try to go directly to like like I like I personally rather do hey let's like meet up let's meet up for a drink or something like that obviously not like hey let's fuck like that's, that's not mm-hmm. what I'm saying but I'm like just to be like hey let's meet up let's meet up for a drink let's do this just that shows that like you're willing to take it outside of just that messages because I feel like like well, the, the issue once again with those apps is that you'll message back and forth back and forth back and forth and even, even if you are engaged in that conversation that messaging back and forth you're forming an idea of who this person is what they sound like, how they're going to dress, what they look like. So now you have this huge expectation as to who this person is before even meeting them. So, But wouldn't you like no, to yeah, get to know sure. who they are a little bit before like signing no, up for to sure. go like, I, like, meet up with I don't, someone, I don't mind you know? having the conversation. Like, I just think that people get trapped into that, especially like times like this with like, like the whole quarantine thing. There's probably so many people who have reached out and like tried the dating stuff like on cyber and stuff like that. And they are, you know, interacting and having these conversations, but it's as simple as you guys meet that spark that you thought was there isn't there. Then all that conversation that you had means nothing. <laughs> and a waste of time. Yeah, it's so a waste time. of time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. One of my girlfriends, she's apparently a pro at this online dating. So I was like, girl, tell me the things. Like, I don't know how to start it. I don't know what to do. She FaceTimes them or has them FaceTime, you know, like kind of have more of that interaction, especially yeah. now with quarantine. Yeah. I thought that, I'm like, oh, that's a good idea. I know sure. Snapchat is another outlet that yeah. everybody likes to get into. So then things get a little more, <laughs> I think, on the Tinder side of things because I started on Hinge. And Risky. so everybody wants something different, I guess, yeah. kind of being honest up front, too, and be like, hey, I'm looking for a relationship or I'm not, and, you know, it might be helpful, too. Yeah. So, Sandra, I have another question about the Oof. overall situation. So what, do you, what are the plans for, like, the house? Because I know that, like, you're the one who's in real estate. So you're the one who has, like, the background information in terms of, like, not how to like get out of it, but like I'm pretty sure you have a plan on like how to move forward. Well, unfortunately, I wish my plan would execute how I would prefer, but that you know we both have to agree. And finding a um, middle ground isn't really happening just yet. And we are very uh, similar in the fact that we are both procrastinators and we are both avoiders. So a lot of that was another thing. Like a lot of our flaws are so much, this, like so similar that it just fueled them too much and I was like I cannot be with someone like this much like ingredient like yeah like our flaws are too much the same I can't deal with it like it's we're not balancing each other out we're just 
So I wish I had a, a concrete answer for that, but I don't because, yeah, we have to agree. So do you feel like if you could go back seven years and tell yourself not to get into the relationship, you would do that? Or do you feel like this has helped you to be a better person, even though, you know, you did spend seven years? Of yeah, your life if I was talked to seven years ago, Sandra, I'd be like, go for it. But as soon as your gut starts telling you otherwise, you know, like, don't move, don't like, don't push through things because you think it's yeah. the right thing to do. Listen to your gut because I think after three or four years, it should have been like, should have cut it out. But I was like, well, I made it this far. And and then it's like, a, it's kind of yeah. like a mind fuck too because you see all your friends in a relationship. Oh, you're going on double yeah, dates, yeah. you're going on vacations together, um, holidays, and you know, they're having kids, they're going to weddings. So it kind of seemed like the right thing to do. And I even have a friend, like she literally, we were like really good friends. I went through all her stuff with her. But as soon as I broke up with him, I felt like she didn't want to be my friend because I wasn't in a pitch perfect relationship and everything in her life has got to be like tight, pitch perfect. And I was like, well, that's kind of fucked up. Yeah. You know, like I don't agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. So once again, don't worry about what other people have to say because they ain't going to have your back. That's so weird because like, I'm also like in the same situation Aww. where in terms of like, I'm getting to like the age where like all my friends around me are like starting to get really, maybe like three or four of my friends have just gotten engaged within like the last year and it's like there's so many like yeah. weddings and shit and it's like okay like I don't want to feel forced to fit into something that I am not personally ready for you know and it's like people have these timelines mm -hmm. like and it's so it's so weird when you're younger you have you have the timeline of like okay well at 25 I want to be married by this age I want to have a kid by kids by this age I want to have like a house and all that stuff and it's like all of that stuff for me has kind of like gone out the window and it's like at the end of the at the end of the day, I want to be happy with my life and what's going on right now. I want to I want to travel. I want to see things. I want to be financially stable before I get into something like that. Just because it's like, if you can do something more productively and make it easier for yourself in the long run, why would you not? You know. So it's like, people have yeah. these like timelines and like some of them. Some people, mostly girls, are so strict with it. You know. And then like mm -hmm. like your like like your your friend. Mm -hmm. probably had that strict like you know timeline and she was like okay well this is not somebody who i align with in terms of my mm -hmm. views which is like fucked up because it's like just because i'm not following that same guideline as you doesn't mean that you're a better person than me it doesn't mean that you are on a better track of, of life than i am it just means that we're on two different paths and we should still be able to be cool because our friendship should be more than that it shouldn't be grounded exactly. in a relationship that i didn't like in the first mm -hmm. place Exactly. So yeah, I mm -hmm. essentially like you had uh, said, Brett, like I um, feel that it helped me learn, like make me a better person for the next relationship. Yeah, absolutely. And going back to what Robert was talking about, I think it's so funny that you brought up how like everyone, oh literally everyone in everyone. his inner circle yeah. ha has gotten engaged and one of them like has already gotten married and he has two more weddings within the span of like two months apart from each other, yeah. which with his like best friends. So it's just like really funny because I've known Robert, mm -hmm. what have we known each other for like five years now? And Robert has like not had a girlfriend in that time and he's kind of had like people who he's talking to, but no one that is like legitimate to where he's like bringing her around us and stuff. It's just more of like, oh, we're texting. Sometimes we hang out here and there, whatever. So it's, it's amazing that you've been able to like just stay on your own path and do your own thing when it's been shoved in yeah, your face so sure. hard and it's, like, <laughs> and it's like it's it's weird because it's so like I, I never even think about it it's not something that like goes through my mind it's not like my friends are like oh my god when are you gonna get with somebody blah 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 like it's not it's not that that case but it's like society wise in general it's just all over your instagram it's on the movies it's just it's everywhere it's like i personally if i'm if i'm if i don't have a genuine connection with somebody i'm not doing something just to do it I feel like so many, so many people do that. So many people just yeah. do it because, you know, all my friends are getting engaged. So why am I not there? And then there's so many people who fall into the, the over, mm -hmm. the, the depression of not being at that state. And it's like, why, you know, like yeah. who, who told you that you have to feel that way? And it sucks that like, that you, that you do feel that way. You know, yeah. I'm happy Sandra that you were able to like 
be like, you know, strong and stand on your own two feet. But like, there's other people who can't do that. You know, there's other people that, that would have crumbled. And there's other people that are going through depression and stuff like that because of the same circumstances that they were in, you know, maybe, maybe if, if it was the guy breaking up with you, you know, like, you know, then how would that affect you mentally? You know, like, it's just, there's so many different aspects to it that I feel like need to be explored. Yeah, I think the only time that I would feel pressured to maybe make like such a serious decision in my life was if I wanted to have a family and I was like getting older, you know, when you're like biological clock starts ticking and you're like, well, I mean, if I want to have a family, I kind of have to do it within the next five years, whatever, you know, that's the only time that I would feel that pressure because of course, adoption and everything like that is great, but I would I would want to have my own kids as well. You know, I want to see what they look like and stuff. But luckily, and if you want it and you got the money, you can always freeze those eggs, girl. You know. Oh right, yeah. that's true. Freezing your eggs, yeah, for sure. Yeah. But yeah, it's though. hard, and nothing worth it is ever easy. So yeah, it was really hard for me. Really hard to come to the decision, and I went through the whole grieving process too. Like it wasn't easy. But it's just something you got to do, you know, got to rip that bandaid off once in a while. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And the longer that you're in something, the harder it's going to be to rip that bandaid off. So seven years is definitely a long time. But think about Mm -hmm. it if it went on for like 10 years or something. And then you guys like might have had a kid by now or I mean, you would have had this house for even longer. And it's just like more ties that you have to cut at that point. So it's like, yeah, when you feel that gut feeling couldn't jump agree on more. it <laughs> i just wonder like like you like like you know like it's, it's just <laughs> do you feel like it was like a lot of waste of time you know like do you feel like and like were there like red flags like actual actual red flags that you saw that you were like i i should have like you know paid more attention to because i feel like it's so easy because like you said don't think with your heart but that's a lot more easier said than done because i know i'm somebody who once I like get into something and I see the potential in it and I see that this person is like worth it, I'm like willing to give it all. And that is sometimes at my fault because at that, at that point, I'm no longer, I'm not like, I'm not thinking logically, you know, I'm just mm-hmm. thinking about the, you know, I have these feelings mm-hmm. for that person. We have this genuine connection and that, that becomes the most important thing to me. And it's like, it's, it's very hard to, yeah to see when something's not right when something's fucked up, when you should have, when that was a red flag that you walked past and then there's another one that you walked past. And then all of a sudden you're in a position where it's like, how did I get to this point? You know? Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, what sounds weird is like, mm-hmm. I'm like a firm believer of love at first sight. Like every boyfriend I've ever had or fling, I've always been like, you like it, want it, gotta have it. And I've only had three boyfriends. Like he's my third. Um, But then and I, I knew that I liked him, but I always kind of felt like, I don't know if you're my one forever, but you check off a lot of check marks I have. So let's just go with it. And yes, I did see the red flags, but I was like, oh, you know, let's balance out the good and the bad. It's not that bad, right? But no, it is. Like, you have to listen to those red flags because they're not going to go away. People don't change unless they want to change. And Yeah. I feel like I learned a lot um, about myself and just relationships in general because they are complicated. That's why we have therapists and books and all these things to kind of understand, like, why do we do the things we do? What kind of outcome do we want? Um, How do we avoid? Because, yeah, I was really upset before him about not being in a relationship either. I was just about to 25. Everybody around me still was doing all the things. My two best friends started popping out kids at 23. So I was just like, oh, Lord. And yeah, so I was like, yeah, let's jump on this opportunity. And then, you know, it doesn't always turn out the way we want, but it's okay. And you got to like, just try to be strong and move muster through it. And what's meant to be will be. And we all have different seasons of life. And like, comparison is the devil. So that goes for anything, relationships, looks, feelings. So yes, we want to like, look at other people and be inspired, but finding that fine line between being inspired and comparing them and like doing a lot of negative self-talk is not healthy. So uh, I definitely like encourage a lot of self-development, mm-hmm. trying to get your mind right because what you want, and essentially I know it's getting a little wooey, but you attract, like I had wanted somebody so bad. So I did attract that. And then I was like, wait a minute, this isn't the right one though. This was my learning experience and this is just a season of life. And now it's going to offer me a different season of life. Do you feel like there is like a one? Mm-hmm. 
Um, that's a loaded question. I don't think like a soulmate. I don't really think there is. I feel like you kind of create your soulmate or like with whoever you end up crossing paths with and deciding to make that decision that I want. I'm going to be your rock. You're going to be my rock. And you both have to decide. Yeah, I feel like being in a relationship and being in love is not as like no. whimsical as everyone tries to make it seem like it is it is a definite agreement between two people, because if it was your soulmate, then why, why did people ever have arguments? Do you know what I mean? Because you wouldn't have arguments with your soulmate, right? But it's a healthy part of a relationship. Mm-hmm. And relationships are work. And they're not going to be easy all the time. Sometimes can be really great. And then other times can be fucking hell. And you're going to regret even deciding to get into a relationship. But that is what you sign up for because you're always going to have things to work through. You know, there's always going to be like something that you're working towards and things are happening in both of your lives separate from the relationship. And that's going to be the other person's problem also. I guess my question was, you know what the girl like? I feel like this person was made for me. Do you feel that? Um, no. I feel like <laughs> I know. I'm like really not an emotional person, <laughs> so I don't feel like I'm like mm, no. Yeah, I feel no, like I don't feel that way either. You gotta find someone that's compatible. Like I have such good close girlfriends, and I get it. We're the same sex, whatever. But I have friends for like ten plus years, and we ride or die, no matter what. And I felt like I should be able to find that in the mail race too mm-hmm. and you know it i don't know mm-hmm. i just no i don't feel like there's one the oh. one made for me like i don't that's like yeah. a very romantic idea do you know what i mean like when you try to romanticize like oh you like love it first sight and then we just get married and he whisks me away and we have this fantastic life and we grow old together and you know, all that no. romantic shit, but that's no, and like anything else, you gotta not take always. the good with the bad. And there is gonna be both of those in mm-hmm. any relationship. Yeah. You're made for me or not, like whatever. Mm-hmm. The part that the part that becomes complicated yeah. and the part that becomes no, hard totally is like knowing what bad you can take. You know, because it's like yes, it's like because that's what that's something else that people say about me that I have like really high standards, and it's like I personally don't think that. But I mean, like, obviously, I'm inside of me. So it's very hard to look outside to be like, you know, maybe my standards aren't too high. Maybe I am, you know, too picky or whatever. But it's like, I feel like that that line is a very hard line to walk. Because it's like, there's some people who are like, okay, well, you you guys, you guys, you guys got engaged. So when you said that you agreed to, like, you know, put on that ring, you were agreeing to go through the hard times. You were agreeing to fight for this relationship. So some people will say that, like, okay, well, you saying that you don't want to do that anymore is, is a loss, you know? And it's, like, how do you yeah. how do you know when something's over? How do you know when something doesn't need to be fought for anymore, you know? It's just, that's the complicated part. I agree. And I think it's really important to, like, mm-hmm. obviously, communication and make a point to, like, grow together. Like, I felt like the the beginning of the end was like a couple of years ago when I started doing something different. I started doing my online business. I was growing. I was getting really into developing myself as a person doing something different. And I felt like he was a hater and didn't want to support me. And I was like, Oh hell no. Like if I'm going to be with somebody, I want someone that supports me on anything. You know, I don't care how crazy you think it is, but come on. Like, that's not cool. I support yeah. you with anything you want to do. Mm-hmm. And so learning to like grow together. I know like, knowing your love languages is really important too because everyone perceives everything different and I have high standards too I get told all the time I'm too picky I'm too this I'm too that but we know what we want to be with and we're not going to settle you know and in a sense like you know I always Mm -hmm. heard the saying too like everybody's crazy it just depends on what type of crazy you want to deal with like what you can tolerate with so we all have our issues nobody's fucking perfect out here Mm -hmm. and it's just finding that compatibility compromise and meshing that all together and all the things yeah I've been told that I have high standards too and the way that I see it is like you don't get to choose like your family and you know that always comes with its own issues but you do get to choose your friends and you get to choose who you're in a relationship with so why would you not search for the best person that you can find do you know what I mean like there's 
what billions of people in yeah, the world no. and you think that I should settle someone that I'm supposed to spend forever with to have to live in my house right next to me sleep right next to me for the rest of my life and you think that I'm no. not gonna be picky <laughs> about real. that person you're insane yeah especially when no I will say especially when you know what you have to offer it's not like I'm asking for something crazy yeah. like crazy expectations but like hello, I have a lot to offer too, you know, Mm. and we all feel that. So let's meet those expectations to a certain extent. Yeah, I don't know. The scary part for me is that like, like, just Mm -hmm. like, just like you said, you can get married, you can get, you can have all that stuff. And then that person can still choose to just walk away. And it's like, you can put everything into it. You can try your best, but like, that's, that's the whole point of like a relationship is being vulnerable. Like you are putting yourself in a position where somebody can, just walk away but at the at, at the same time i feel like that's one of the greatest gifts because i want somebody who's choosing to be there i don't want somebody who's there because they need me financially or they need me emotionally like once somebody like chooses to be by your side and chooses to go through all that stuff with you that's so much more gratifying than somebody who feels like they need you to pay for the house they need you to be emotionally stable for them that's where shit gets like messed up is that mm-hmm. people like just like you said the whole love language thing people take those things as like love like she's she's there for me because i pay for this i pay for that i give her everything that she wants but it's like if you're not there emotionally mentally and like present then you're not giving it everything that you want you know you're you're giving what you what you think that she wants but have you spoken to that person you know mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's a rabbit hole that I have seen so many people fall down to where they're in a relationship and they start to depend on the person financially, either because they have a shared bank account or they have a kid and the guy is the only one working or vice versa. And they end up sticking to the relationship because they can't afford to break up. And I actually worked with this girl uh, a few years ago and she was in a relationship for like five years or something like that and she would tell us about how she doesn't really want to be with him um but she can't afford to pay her rent on her own she's like we don't have sex we don't sleep in the same no. and they recently got engaged and i'm like oh my god i saw that and i was like bro you are so stupid you told us that you couldn't leave him because you're financially dependent on him and then you say yes to an engagement ring like (laughs) i hope you go sell the engagement ring and then break up with him like what is this and people are just really (laughs) afraid of the uncertainty and then it like correlates like what we're going through right now with like quarantine like we're all uncertain on how life's gonna be so everyone does have that fear factor and yeah it it can be scary like from even me like breaking up i'm uncertain what's gonna happen it could be a year it could be seven another seven years until I meet someone and then my biological clock is definitely on a time frame so I think people are just really afraid of the uncertainty once they're at that comfort level they don't want to leave the comfort for for sure because it's like it's like having somebody Mm -hmm. around for seven years like like no matter what even if it's even if you guys hated each other not saying that you guys do you like you know Mm -hmm. you guys you guys are cordial but having somebody around for seven years you have that person to go grocery shopping with you have that person that when you come home, you guys are like watching television. Like even if it's just normal stuff like that, just I feel like people get so wrapped up in like the normal everyday things that to think of doing like something as simple as going grocery shopping by yourself, it's like I've never done that before. You know, it's been seven years since I've done that. It's been seven years since I've paid this bill by myself. It's been seven years since mm-hmm. I've, you know, it's, it's it's like you are finding out what it is that you like. You're finding out what hobbies that you like. It's no, it's no longer me and so and so. It's what do what do I want to do? What do I want to like? I feel like if you people don't take the time to like do that, then that's when you get swept into the relationship that it's like I, it's not even me anymore. It's a we. Yeah. And I don't I don't think that that's how it's like relationship should be. There's not it shouldn't mm-hmm. be a we. It should be two people coming together to grow. I agree. Like, at your at your own pace, at your own time, mm-hmm. like you, just like you said, you're supporting each other. Mm-hmm. But your growth is not my responsibility. My growth is not your responsibility. Hmm. That's what a lot of oh my gosh, I've seen so many people who are like, um, well, why don't I make you mm-hmm. happy? It's like, well, I'm not happy with myself. It's nothing to do with you. I understand that you know we're in a relationship together, but if I 
feel like I'm not happy because I don't have that I want or I'm not at the position in life that I want to be, there's nothing that you can say or do to fix that. And you're not responsible for my happiness and I'm not responsible for yours. Like we come together as a unit and that's when, you know, we can have those shared moments, but you're always an individual person. And that gets so lost in some relationships to where they can't even go anywhere by themselves. Like Robert said, and it's like, I hate when you have a friend and they get into a relationship. And then anytime you invite that friend anywhere, it's a freaking dual situation to where like their partner's tagging along where it's like, you didn't even mention to me that they were joining us, you know, like, please don't expect that I'm going to assume that your partner is joining me and you and I invited you to come to dinner or you to have drinks yeah. and then fucking two people show up. <laughs> what the hell? Whoa, bro. You can't even talk shit now. <laughs> what do you think I was inviting you for? Yeah, that's a good piece of advice. <laughs> Don't lose yourself no matter what relationship you're in. And that goes for any relationship, you know, mm-hmm. the another half, family, friends. You can't like suppress mm-hmm. yourself. Don't lose yourself to try to make someone else happy because that ain't right. Yeah, for sure. I think that like the just like you said, yeah. like, the whole quarantine thing and the whole uncertainty thing, like we are all at the age where it's like you need to be living for you and for nobody else. So if that's like in terms of like going to school, if you're going mm-hmm. to school something that you don't want to go to school for, stop. If you're working at a job that you don't want to work at, stop. Like, you know, like I think that today me and Brittany, we sat down, and we talked about like the podcast and like how we want to grow and like the, the ways that we want it to grow. And it's like there are no excuses as to why you can't do whatever it is that you want to do. It's literally you need to sit down and decide this mm-hmm. is what I want out of life. And that's in terms of like relationships, your job, your friends, like you could just like just said you can choose that stuff so take control of what you can choose and do it like i think like even me it was so easy during this quarantine to like slip into like oh well, i have nothing to do i'm so bored we're in the house blah blah but it's like you have things to do like you know <laughs> there are things for you to do there's you can grow like you could be mm-hmm. like starting something like you know like it's just that that potential that we all have we need to unlock yeah our life is based on the decisions we make. Like mm-hmm. we all have a choice: go left, go right, yeah, sit on our ass, do something, whatever. So, yeah, no one's gonna make any like decisions for you, and that's just. Of course, we know this already, but it was just like a realization that Robert and I had to just say to each other, like, there's absolutely no reason why we can't be successful in what we want to do because every opportunity that we could ever want is sitting right in front of our face. Do you know what I mean? Like we live in America, you know, the land of opportunity. We need to take advantage of it. You know, like your business is going to work as hard as you work. So what are you doing? You know, we need to wake up every day and have like goals that we want to reach. And that goes, of course, for every situation, whether it's for school, you know, a hobby that you have, a business you want to grow, anything, but yeah, yeah, thank you. Yeah, we got to talk to you today. <laughs> I'm really glad that you felt comfortable to come on here and tell us your story because a lot of people wouldn't want to talk agree, about it. I agree, but you know, I honestly feel like talking people, it out. You know? In the beginning, I was like, I don't want to talk about this anymore because it's making me emotional. But it, honestly, it becomes therapy and it helps you accept and understand and realize. And I've created, like, made, kind of made an opportunity to also, like, in a sense, like, analyze human behavior, like how people take it, how people are you know, reacting to it. It's very interesting yeah. to see all the different reactions and feelings and emotions. So, you know, it, like anything else, it's a learning experience. Yeah, for sure. Thank you so much, Sandra. I think that you've like taught people yeah, a lot from like aspects yeah, that like, they you. haven't been on. Like I haven't been, I've never been engaged. So I, you, you, you taught me something in terms of like, this is what you need to expect. This is what you should look for are some red flags here's how you could you know make a make a better decision and here's how you can be educated in your choices and i feel like that's all important that's that's something that everybody needs to listen to and everybody needs to know and once again thank you for coming on and like letting us be able to take a peek into something that people don't usually have the opportunity to you know thanks yep because i hope that this episode is able to reach someone maybe 
needing to hear this or in a similar situation and this can bring them some sense of like hope beyond the breakup and help them with some direction of how to proceed into a breakup um, because that's what we're trying to do here. We're trying to spread positivity and just talk about yeah. uncomfortable topics. So, yeah, thank you so much for being here. And um, hopefully, yeah, you know, definitely. And, you know, it's funny, again. like we'll I just popped in my things. head. I did listen to a podcast that I heard a girl leave her fiance after a long time and I remember that sparking like a thing in my head so Mm -hmm. I feel like what you guys are doing is great and sharing all of our experiences can definitely help somebody out there even if it's just one person to kind of like see the light or have something click in their head to you know do what's best for them it's very hard to like see out of a situation where you're in it like because obviously Mm -hmm. it's just daily life like you know like I said it's hard to it's hard to see yourself in somebody else's eyes. So just to hear it from somebody else and like a third person, you're able to put yourself in it and be like, okay, well, maybe I am being dumb. Okay, well, maybe I do need to be more educated about this. But I guess that like, like always, what's, what's our final message? What's the last thing that you want to say to everybody? You know, what's the, what's the, what's the, what's the thing that we want people to stick in their head? Of course, Brittany. Um, I would say, of course, be aware of everything that's happening around you and happy with the people that are around you, but live your life for yourself. Um, always look out for you because you're the only person that's going to do it. And, you know, find your happiness and whatever it is that, you know, makes you feel that way, whether it be a person or yeah. you know, <laughs> a job or a hobby. Or Sandra, a you want to you you go? Yeah, no, amen, sister. I love it. And, you know, just keep doing you and always work on yourself every day because it's all we got, you know, and make yeah. yourself a better person. Be happy with who you are because you will make someone happy mm-hmm. and find that ultimate happiness together one day. Yeah, for sure. And my, I guess mine's going to be like, if somebody, if you see those like red flags, make sure that you acknowledge them. Don't just sweep them under the carpet. Those are things that like, just like you said, Sandro, are not going to go away. So mm-hmm. they need to either be addressed or you need to get out because the red flag is a red flag for a reason. <laughs> so, so see it and, and appreciate it and yeah. be happy that you were able to see <laughs> it, you know? Yeah. Absolutely. Well, guys, make sure you go on to Apple Podcasts sure. again and give us a five-star rating and leave us a review. Tell your friends about us, and you guys can always find us on Instagram. Uh, the R&B Instagram is the official underscore R&B, and my Instagram okay. is brvtp. Um, I'm Sandra. And Sandra, S-A-N-D-R-A, you can go ahead and give your socials. And we're going to go with D-E-E-46. Really fun. <laughs> Sandra D. <laughs> My Instagram is Rob Bates, R-O-B-B-A-T-E-S-S. <laughs> Hit me with a follow, you know, slide in my DMs. I'll be there. Holla. <laughs> Same. Single ready to mingle. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you guys yeah, next week. You guys Thank are you awesome. so much Thank for you. listening. And All right, see you guys later. Bye. Bye.